embark on a journey into the unknown, where two or more are gathered to discuss what you are afraid of. This is Nigel the Goat speaking, along with your host, Davey Wavy, and we welcome you to the Red Pill Cartel Podcast, where crazy feels like home. What's up, Cartel? Um, I hope everything's good with you guys. Uh, so, I think the last episode I did was like March 3rd, and I've had difficulties with Anchor. So, they updated their app recently, and uh, now it's called Spotify for Podcasters. But uh, I couldn't invite people on to do a recording. I was trying to find workarounds to do it. But I lost three interviews due to not just that, but other cancellations and what have you. I'm hoping to get this rolling again quickly and more episodes pumped out. But um, whatever, it is what it is. And uh, I'm just glad that you're here listening right now uh, throughout my troubles. Uh, Not personal troubles, but technical troubles. Um... But anyway, I got TJ Day on from the Contemporary Problems podcast coming on tonight, and uh, he was awesome, Uh, such an awesome dude, and he is in Canada like me, and we talked about a lot of different stuff, Uh, we went all over the place, but uh, I hope you enjoy Team Turtle, (laughs) and you'll know what we're talking about when when you listen to this one, so... Without further ado, uh, here's TJ Day from the Contemporary Problems Podcast, and uh, thank you for tuning in once again to the Red Pill Cartel, and you guys know what you gotta do. You gotta, you know, smoke a fat one, and uh, drink a couple beers, do what you gotta do, relax, and enjoy the show, most importantly. Thank you. Welcome back, Cartel, to another episode of the Red Pill Cartel. And I have none other than Mr. TJ Day here from Contemporary Problems Podcast. TJ, how are you, brother? I'm doing just great. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. Um, I thought we'd, we'd catch up because I used to do some live streams. I don't do them anymore, really, just because I've been so busy with work and... I got tired and shit, but I want to do that again soon because it was so much fun. Like when you got, you were on there and a bunch of other people had Melanie on there and, oh, it it was so much fun. And I see, I still see you floating around on the, uh, the live streams. Yeah, I do the lives and it's kind of funny too. Those those lives with you were like the first lives I ever really did. And then it's kind of, you stopped and I just kept going, but we both like, (laughs) Like, I got really shadow banned, so I couldn't do it for a while. Or like, oh, the yeah. last year. I think that happened with you as well, right? Oh, for sure, dude. Well, I got shadow banned. I got like banned from going live for like maybe a day, and then I, I was able to go back again. But I just, I just haven't been doing it because I get so freaking tired from my job, and 
and so I start started like recording on like my days off. So I have the energy to do it because I've, I've scheduled guests and like after my shift and I, I have to cancel because I'm just so like exhausted and I can't, I can't like bring out my full energy and potential to do the show. Right. So today was my day off. And like I told you earlier, I was watching, um, uh, that new M night Shyamalan movie, uh, knock at the cabin and holy shit dude you gotta see that it's it's fucking intense sounds intense is there is there a twist at the end because that's what he's known for it's funny because you would think that it would be the opposite of what the uh antagonists were trying to do classic but it wasn't it didn't turn out that way and i was like oh yeah, I was like, wow. So basically the movie is like uh there's two gay men and they father a young Asian girl and the they're in a cabin on vacation and I'm not going to spoil it, but um these it starts off with Dave Bautista's character coming up, he's this hulking fucking guy. And he's really friendly to this little girl. She said, I don't talk to strangers. And he's like, well, let's play a game and we can become friends. And she's like, okay. And then the next thing you know, there's three other people, two girls and another guy. And they want to get into the cabin to tell these two gay men and this little girl that they have to sacrifice one of them in order to save the world because each one of them are going to sacrifice themselves and bring about one of the, one of the uh, plagues or famine or whatever to humanity. And it's, it's fucking insane, man. And it's like, you see shit like once, like one of them kills themselves or they kill one of them, not the family, but they kill one of each other and then they're like, okay, now let's watch the news. And then you see like fucking planes falling out of the sky and shit like that, right? So it's, it's pretty wild, man. Whoa. So if one of them kills themselves, they'll save everybody on the planet. But if they don't and all four of them die, the whole world is gone. It's, it's going to be in complete darkness. That's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's very maybe there's like less of us, like it's like I am you, you are me kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's like a sacrifice will save the world, right? So it's like if they can see beyond their oh, and by the way, if they if none of them die, if none of them kill sacrifice one another, like the the family of three they will be able to walk through the world while it's devastated completely and not be harmed. (laughs) So it's a huge choice. Oh, I'm just trying to like pack that all in. Yeah. It's, it's pretty wild. Just if you watch it, you'll be like, Holy fuck, this is awesome. But so what have you been up to lately? I saw that you had, um, who did you have on the last episode? It was March 3rd. It was one of the gold Amy, pills. Yeah, Amy D from Gold Pill. And yeah, I love those, those girls. Fantastic they're, they're fucking awesome. Heck yeah. Yeah, I've been um, trying to get that all going. I like 
my page got a lot bigger in the past like couple of days. So I'm like, okay, let's like figure out what I'm actually doing kind of thing. Cause it's just like a lot of trial and error. Figure out like your like your Instagram page or what? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, like, TikTok too has like got like ridiculously big without any effort, which was like pretty fortunate to to have happen. But then all my like conspiracy stuff got like taken down because of it. So, oh like, no way! Insanely shadow banned. Like I have like fifty thousand followers on TikTok, but if I post something, it'll be like a hundred views if I'm like lucky. That's so stupid, man. Yeah. Like I, I'll, I'll post a video on TikTok and it'll be like, <clears throat> like with with in an instant it'll be like, f- like three hundred views and I'm like, how did that happen when the last video that I posted had only like ten people in the same amount of time? Yeah, it's a it's a weird thing, but then at the same time I have like that I randomly like from I wasn't even on there like. I wasn't even, I was just posting stuff and not going on TikTok. And then it was like, I go on there and it was like 10,000 followers, 20,000 followers. Like it just kept going up. And I was like, like, so it, I don't know. It kind of comes back around eventually, I guess. As long as yeah. you're not posting too much, as long as you're not getting like too rowdy. Like, right, right. So my, my Instagram page is like, I won't get any followers for like, well, like one or two, maybe a week or whatever. And then all of a sudden, there's a fucking influx of new followers. And I'm like, how did this just happen all of a sudden? Like, I don't know. I don't understand the algorithm, man. I can't wrap wrap my head around it. I will. One thing I realized that like I used to an advantage is like, cause they're all trying to be TikTok or compete with TikTok. So it's like, just post reels. So that's probably what's happening is like reels from the past. Sometimes we'll just like, they'll, we'll enter the circuit kind of thing. Yeah, I noticed uh, one guy liked one of my videos from like last year or today. And I was like, how did that happen? You know, <laughs> and that was that was one that went viral. And I got like 17,000 fucking likes or some stupid shit. <clears throat> but all my other videos have like 30, 100. <laughs> I have like one that, that went off and it's just like a tacky. It's like country hip hop, like 80s tacky. uh dance ad thing and it's at like a couple million views and i've like got a lot of followers from this and it was really funny because i don't know i think i hashtagged or referenced space jam a bunch and someone commented oh. someone commented like early on it was like what does this have to do with space jam like i was abusing the hashtag or something and, yeah, I, yeah. and so then i just quoted the song to him as a reply like here's your chance do your dance welcome to the space jam and right. then, like, right after that, that, like, reel just started going off. So And so it's, like, I, I gathered my tune squad through, like, the dancers. <laughs> we have, like, all these dancer followers now or something. I don't know. It's kind of funny. That's too funny. And then the next thing you know, you'll see you have, like, 30 unfollows the next day. No, and I was, like, okay, I'm getting lots of followers. I'm not going to post anything because if I post what I usually post, it's, like, I, I lose a lot of followers. I'll put it mm-hmm. that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And like I said, I had an influx just last week. And then, like, I, I noticed, like, 10 or 20 people left. I'm like, okay, well, whatever, dude. You know, I'm just doing what I do. So I don't give a shit, really, how many followers I have. I just am who I am and post what I post. So I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'd just be wilding on the internet. And then sometimes I'm in control. And sometimes I'm, like, I call it gremlin mode. Where it's, yeah. like, in the dark in the or in, like, the the late hours of the evening or whatever the or early morning however you want to put it where i just like that's where i get like a little bit too wild in 
to like oh for have sure to, have yeah. to put sage on my sage my phone or something dude I think- i'll <laughs> i'll get high at night and like just before bed and i get all these thoughts and i start like making little posts of like things that i think about and i put it out there right like you'll see my posts are like in gold like gold letters and stuff like that those are all my thoughts that i want to get out there i don't necessarily do like videos of me doing that i just want to get the thought out there without having to make a video because i'm too lazy (laughs) but they do catch on sometimes yeah i do that with memes and like there's like a little bit of strategy behind it i see it as like it's like the grid it's like ley lines kind of thing so if i see like a lot of like like yesterday was like skull and bones day three two two so i was like yo i'm gonna post something nice and pleasant like change change up that vibe so like right. I, I do have like a little bit of strategy in it in that sense what do you think about the whole uh ai generated photos of trump being arrested or now they got him running through the streets in his suit with a machine gun and shit yeah i think it's fucking hilarious it's hilarious it's like confusing if you like go to social media to get your news or anything and you're like okay what's going on and you have no idea what's going on. You yeah. don't know that this whole Trump thing is a psyop, right? Oh yeah, it's all a psyop to me. It's like everything's you know, a psyop, man. Yeah. Everything. It's hilarious. It's it's just like it's it's a stage. It's a giant stage. Always the was. world is a stage, and everybody's a player, and it's all about whose audience you want to t- tune into, right? <clears throat> Ugh. Yeah, I know. I've been like t- <laughs> taking a break. I've just been like spiritual stuff it's been like it's been good to detach from the problems from the contemporary problems of the world a little bit it definitely is yeah i've done i've done tech fasting uh a few times yeah i haven't done it enough so i'm coming off off a good yeah tech fasting is a very good thing to do because it really sorts out your thoughts you know it regathers your thoughts and like kind of reconfigures your hard drive and your brain right Oh yeah, I even what what woke me up to that too. Uh, my Wi-Fi was down for like a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And it was like, whoa! I only have like me, like I'm my only source. I have like yeah. no connection to this. And yep. I was like, I enjoyed it. I was like, this is cool. I'm gonna do this more often. Yeah, dude. Like, whenever there's like a blackout, I'm I get I get excited. <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah, dude! And you can hear people just like partying and shit in the building my building because i live on like a 20 was it 22 story building and you can hear people partying when there's a blackout (laughs) and i love it back in the um i think it was 2003 do you remember that there was a huge blackout no okay yeah there was this massive blackout in 2003 i believe it was and um it was all across the Eastern seaboard and up in Canada. And I was at work at the time I was driving forklift. I was like 24, 23 years old and uh, yeah, 24. And um, the power went out. And then, so I had to stop driving my forklift and everybody had to stop working. And then an hour went by, still no power. Another hour went by, still no power. And then they sent us home early because they heard the news on the radio that it was like a massive blackout. They didn't know when the power was going to come back on. So I went home 
and then my buddy and his and my other friend picked me up because they he had to go get something from his uh, warehouse that he worked in, and then close up the shop, and then and then we went over to his aunt's house, his aunt and uncle's house. And it was just, everything was just, it just started getting dark. And then when it went totally dark, you could see people out in the neighborhood just outside and having a good old fucking party, you know? It was like a big street party. And I could hear people playing bagpipes in the distance and everything was quiet, but loud at the same time from the people. And everybody's just having a good time. And I was expecting, because this lasted for like, over 24 hours. I think it was like a day or a day and a half. And then uh, I, I I went home and then I went out to the park behind my house and there was people drinking beer and partying and I went over there. I didn't know anybody. And then we just had a great time. And I was expecting like a lot of criminal activity to happen. But it just so turns out that the next day I heard on the radio that people were banding together and making sure nothing was going to happen to like stores or there's going to be no rioting and everything. And I was like super impressed by that. It makes me think even like the pandemic is like same thing. It's like everyone just started partying. Is that like a Canadian thing? It's like whenever <laughs> there's like a catastrophe, we're like, Oh, awesome. We just crack beers. And <laughs> I know. Right. We got our beer. Don't worry. Yeah. But when the beer runs out, look out. Right. Yeah, exactly. Keep the liquor stores open. I just thought it was a facet. It was like one of my most treasured moments in this life. It, it was just like I sat in my bed and I listened to the radio and heard the radio guys talking about what was going on, all their updates and everything. And it's just like everybody was having a great time. Nobody was panicking, nothing. And then, you know, a day and a half later, comes back on and everything's back to normal that reminded me too that there was a day in the summer when uh the like bank machines were were down and like canada seemed like unfazed by it i'm like this is a pretty crazy thing happening that like if you want to take out money it was on a friday and like some a lot of people didn't even know that it like happened or whatever and like email transfer was down like all electronic stuff was like kind of down like it's very suspicious and just like I don't know. Canada just like doesn't react to things. It's very interesting. Which could be a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. Yeah. Because it seemed like because... a restaurant. Let's let's see if we did this. Would they even notice? Like no one noticed? Yeah, I think everything that's been happening since 9-11 has been a test run for like a greater catastrophe that's coming, I think. Where they just combine everything. They combine everything and then like like in like like I told you about um, that movie I just watched, uh, the planes were falling out of the sky, and that's that's predicted. And I've had dreams about that shit too. Just a plane falling here, boom, exploding. Another plane, boom, because you know this could tie into Klaus Schwab's cyber attack, right? Where the plane systems have nothing to go on and they're just falling out of the fucking sky or like war war vibes. So they're like able to shut off signals or, or things like that. Yep. Yep. And if there is a nuclear war, God forbid, uh, there will be a EMP blast, right? Because 
there's a movie called the day after from the i think it's the 80s early 80s and it, it shows what would happen during a nuclear war if there was one and people's cars wouldn't start nothing no electronics nothing works because they shoot out an emp pulse uh across the across the whole fucking infrastructure everywhere well it's horrifying it is and like if it escalates to that then they're gonna also bring in the more sops with like the like whether real or not like the like fake alien stuff like it seems like oh it seems like such a script like oh it gets like they'll push the threshold of like what war or what could be to happen and they're like oh look some friggin you know some project blue bean comes to save the day right something like that yeah. i was thinking if that's like a, a way that it could go you'll see you'll see uh jesus come down on a chariot or something like that or some mother yeah. thing and then i think it'll be like an x-men thing where it's like oh you're a starseed like like we might have to be more like ninja ninja about like our spiritual talents like oh no i'm normal or whatever like it might be like, <laughs> there might be like some like starseed psyops with that too if that happens that's like Dude, I, the vibe I'm getting. Like shooting shooting gold beams from our mouth and uh, disintegrating evil people. Yeah, flying around and shit. I've seen that in one of my dreams like 12 years ago. <laughs> it's super vivid, man. Yeah, people um, will be unlocking like an, that extra DNA and it's going to be like, yeah. Yes. Like X-Men shit. <laughs> what, what science calls junk DNA, we call superhuman DNA. There we go. Rise yep. from the trash. Like if I'm telling you, and like <laughs> exactly. Have you ever seen that show Heroes? No. So I think this was like early 2000s. It was so good. So there's like this, uh, I think it was a solar eclipse. And then when the solar eclipse happened, it unlocked people's fucking superhuman abilities. There we and go. See? And it's like talk Sign about it. it's predictive programming right that's what it seems Perfect. like one guy could like this japanese guy could uh he could uh manipulate time and he got so good at it that his future self came back and he was like this fucking futuristic samurai <laughs> and then there's this other girl who's like a cheerleader and then she she was like indestructible and if something did like fuck up her body she just like you know crack her neck and away she goes right another guy had like uh sixth sense he was a, de- a, a detective and he ended up being able to you know predict people's moves and uh sense other things that were going to happen before they happened so like precognitive abilities and there's so many different heroes in that and then there's one bad guy named siler and he was able to, whenever he killed one of uh, another hero, he would absorb their powers. So he had like a whole mish. He was going around killing uh, heroes and then like absorbing their powers. And he was like super powerful. But he's also like, psych- like completely fucking psychotic. That was such a good show. Yeah, I may or may not have some of those superpowers. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> I've said too much. <laughs> yeah, keep your keep your uh, glasses and suit on, like Clark Kent, for now. <laughs> so 
you have a podcast and tell the cartel what it is that you've talked about on on your show. Um, it's called Contemporary Problems, and there's just lots of contemporary problems out there, and you can take any angle on it. It's like philosophical um, observations of the dumpster fire we live in, and uh, it's like comedic, but also triggering and like awakening a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm about to just like enter that next like wave of like, you know, so it's, it's really been going through my head. Like what is contemporary problems a little bit? Cause I do cover like the spiritual, but I can like go really, really deep down the rabbit holes if I need to. And then like, do we need to worry about censorship in Canada? Like, is that going to be a thing? Yeah. Where are you? I'm in Berta. Oh, you're in Alberta. Oh yeah. Fuck dude. Okay, so like this is why I wanted to have you on. I forgot you were from Alberta, which is a plus for me because what is your fucking audience statistics like? Because for me, it's like 17% Canadian and then like 74% US and then the rest is wherever. Uh, Canada's not even second for me. Canada's third. See? What the fuck is up with that, man? We got to do something to get Canadian listeners on board. I've been trying, man. I've been trying to get like more Canadian people on my show and to like, I don't know, listen to this guy and listen to me and then listen to that guy, you know? Like I I I don't understand. I don't understand why Canadians aren't tuning into this kind of niche. Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good focal point too. I don't know. That is a, like such a good question because that is very true. Like as far it's as like, Canadians doing it, there's 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 we're out here. We out here like there. There are the podcasts, but yeah, and, and there's a numbers lot could be people, way up though. Like that's what I'm saying. Like there's a lot of people that I work with and shit who are awake like us. I feel like my style is more American though. I feel like I'm more American. I'm like more, I'm pretty obnoxious for a Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah. think I can too, but that, that's another reason why I wanted to get you on because I think like so, so you were on my lives before, but also like you, I don't know. You just have this thing about you. That's different than most people, you know? Yeah, it's like I don't know. It, it's it's laughing at we at dark stuff. I don't know. It's trying to that's what I did in on it too, and like deliver it in a way that doesn't hurt because it's like actually harsh or real. And then I've just been getting like better at it and like subliminally, not subliminally, but like sneaking in more truth than you think. Like with my memes and posts and stuff. Yeah, there's like hidden messages, hidden clues. Do you do you do that? Um... I don't know what you what it is you do for a living, but do you do that where you work too? Like you kind of you kind of hold back, but when you see the opportunity strike, you'll strike. Uh, rarely. You, I just I just give off that vibe no matter what. Like like I don't know. Consciousness is a powerful thing, and it's something I've always worked on. So like me being present in a room can like bug people out as it is like. They'll, they'll get they'll start to get like reflective on themselves or just like like I just have a very questioning reality vibe yeah and can like overpower the consciousness sometimes so it, it is a hard thing it's it's hard like the more 
I step into not having superpowers. Uh, <laughs> I uh, it gets harder and harder for that for sure to like go back to normal or whatever. There's figuring out if to do that or not is is the hard part. For sure, dude. Like you got to know. Uh, it's like the song "The Gambler" by Kenny Rogers. It's like you got to know when to hold them, know when to walk away, whatever. Right? It's like you just got to know whatever situation that you're in, what to do, right? And you, your intuition, or call it the Holy Spirit, will tell you when you should act or not, right? Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I, I'm just thinking just be more ninja about it i can connect with anybody like i can i can find common ground too even if it's like different perspectives and all that like even completely different beliefs i can get along with people too and like my faith in people i think is better than most a lot of people think the human race is evil but i don't think so so i i I give everybody the benefit of the doubt dude yeah i i I do too but i'll I'll throw up the middle fingers i'll tell someone to frig off oh yeah rocks right away but yeah but i yeah i'll give everyone a chance for sure i'll give everybody a chance but i can smell evil you know like i can tell right away when somebody's a fucking shit bag but like the first thing that fucking comes out of their mouth you ever get that what where do you think you access that from is that like smell is that is that smell power? Do you I, know, knows, you know. I, I think I was being facetious when I said smell, but like <laughs> when somebody opens their mouth, it's almost like I can see their words, and I'm like, "You're a fucking douchebag, dude." You know? Yeah, I got that vision pretty good, and even like with conspiracies and stuff, I started a lot on like the the demon, the demonic possessions and stuff, and like very much news about the demons and how it's more just like demon stuff than we think so i've i've been on demon lookout for quite some time and like from the start of of the whole journey of truth so like yeah I, i'm pretty good at seeing the demons almost a little too well where it's like again you have yeah. to hold back you're like i believe too that other people will be able to eventually see the demons and stuff just as oh yeah i i think they'll be they will be become way more tangible as we head further into the apocalypse which is the yeah. great revealing right the, everybody will know who everybody is everybody will know everybody's intentions and i'm feeling that way already you know like i can tell if somebody's a good person or not just by fucking like i said like whatever whatever comes out of their mouth i'm like yeah you're a fucking douchebag dude like you're not you're not even like doing any fucking part of uh, clearing your mind and figuring out your your demons and getting rid of them. <clears throat> you are thriving on evil, and I can I can sense that right away. There's also this like. It doesn't help when you work in the corporate world either, brother. Yeah, I don't like when when people say they have corporate background and stuff. I'm like, oof. Dude, it's like I, I'm fine at the bottom of, of the ladder. I'm fine there because I know that when I climb it, they influence you to be a fucking asshole. And I'm like, no, that's not me. Sorry. I'll take the top wage at the bottom. I'm good. I think because uh, 
with the apocalypse and stuff and like it's like christ takeover or, like it's to defeat this satan so that there can be like a new a new ruler of this plane or friggin' dimension whatever and uh with that like because that's like saturn energy that rules karma so it's like right now like in this world you can get away with the snaky stuff and like it doesn't affect it's not affected by saturn's karma but it, that like christ karma when that mm-hmm. like switch happens right that'll be like like it's like the snakes and ladders and, and like all the snakes swift like, justice yeah we'll we'll fall and then all, yep. all that we're climbing the ladder we'll we'll get there yeah dude i totally believe that man like i i can hear uh you speak the language of light so like i tell people that i'm like i can i can sense when somebody's speaking the language of light and they're like they're like what do you mean i'm like if you heard the people that I talk to, you would be fucking confused, but I'm not. I can easily, you know, tell what they're saying. I can decipher it. Even if they're speaking like astrological gobbledygook, I can kind of understand it. Not fully because I don't look into like astrology or uh, horoscopes and stuff like that, but I understand it, you know? Yeah, and I was trying to like bridge the gap there that it's like it it's the same story across a lot of them. That's what I find more times than not that they're all just an overlapping story of the same story with right. like their own their own parts and renditions. But there's a lot of overlap with that, and it like like astrology tells the same story within it as well. So those like references, that's kind of what I'm what I'm all about. That syncretism. Yep, it's um, it's not something that everybody gets, you know. It's like super. You could call it light language. You could call it superhero language. <laughs> Whoa, superhero language, nice. Yeah, dude, it's it's uh, it's an incredible journey that we're on, that we're all on right now, um, if we choose to accept the mission, you know. Yeah, and. Uh... Most people haven't accepted it. That's the problem. Or you I think you have, but it, I think it gets like more serious, which is weird. But we're still like have a human think, experience. So yeah, I think a lot of religious people have thought that they accepted it, but they still haven't broken free from that religiosity and still able to follow the Creator and the guidelines. Yeah, you got to break out of the box. Yeah, it's that religious box. Like, you don't have to go to church every Sunday. Like, and they're so they're so full of fear that if they don't go to church, they're condemning themselves to hell. You know, it's like, why would I want to go to church when I know all that I know already? I could easily surpass and usurp that pastor with what I have to say but I'm not going to do it because the church is not in a building. It's all the people together. The kingdom is within. That's exactly what it is. And and I'd say the church is the heart. Let's go to that church. You can go there anytime. Mm -hmm. And the head's the heaven. So it's like, that's the church you go through to get to heaven. What are your thoughts on Kundalini awakening? Uh, a little bit suspicious of it. I think we're supposed to master the snake, the snake, or uh, 
like i think that's the problem is like that was another thing i wanted to bring up a little bit that we were talking about like a couple minutes ago uh with like the douchebags or whatever is like i think that there is like the false enlightenment and i think that's when you go full kundalini you go full snake you're not supposed to go full snake i think you're supposed to dance on the snake like krishna i don't know dude because okay i've been thinking about it a lot lately and it's like i haven't had a kundalini awakening i don't think i may have at one point but i think it comes with like a lot of yoga and breathing right but also yeah i've been to a chiropractor okay and I, th- I was thinking about this the other day i've only been to a chiropractor like once to get like a neck crack or whatever and then like a stretch and when he cracked my neck from side to side and i heard that <laughs> that whole fucking day <clears throat> that dude i was like whoa it didn't hurt it felt fucking phenomenal but that whole day I felt tremendously alive because he was loosening up my spine. Right. And that's where all the energy is. And I think the Kundalini awakening is just simply loosening up your spining and letting all that energy go through that whole central nervous system and making you feel much more, present and uh energetic and alive i don't think it's a bad thing yeah i think that's one component of it but i still think you're supposed to master the snake and, and i've and i have had this like happen to me i've had a couple kundalini experiences and um it's like in the egyptians and they have the snake coming out of your head their head yeah yeah that's like you've gone too far you're not supposed to do that that's like what that's the vibe i'm getting and from like my peers Why, and stuff, what, like, what, makes, what makes you question it and make makes you think that it's a bad thing i don't think the snake is supposed <laughs> to get into heaven i think if like the snake is connected to the to satan then it's like you're not supposed to let it into heaven and Another- i've had, <clears throat> had visions where it's like we block it off and then i just think like the whole dancing on the snake controlling the snake uh like even Ophiuchus, which is like enlightenment, um, like 13th sign, but it's more just like about enlightenment. It's like holding the snake, the snake bearer, that I think that there's something more to controlling the snake than letting the snake fully take control. And I, and I think it is like, there is like a dark enlightenment. It's like, which way do you want to get there? And I think like this, the Kundalini is more a bit of the dark. Like, I think you're supposed to access it, but keep it. You're not supposed to let it like pass the throat is the well, vibe you- that I get from that. I'm no expert on that, other than like my own experience well that well that's why i like this discussion right now because like what makes you think that if you get the the snake past the throat do you think it's going to take you over and make you evil yeah i think the potential is there i think it's um i think it would change the wavelengths i think that um i think we're supposed to master it and i think by doing that you kind of do lose control and it does kind of like flow up beyond you so it is like a very interesting thing i don't quite have figured out but have capabilities of doing so i haven't really done it in a while to like kind of get this answer yeah i I mean i have never done yoga or anything like that but i do know that when i when i like do like neck work like when i loosen up my neck whatever because i guarantee any any of you people out there listening right now (laughs) Get up in the morning and, and like, 
turn your head around all the way and like like around and around in a circle, you're going to hear some fucking clicks and pops. I don't think we should have to hear those clicks and pops. And when I when I loosen up my neck like that, I feel way better. I got a lot and of that, clicks. And that's pops. all about the spine, dude. Yeah, I got a lot of clicks and pops from head banging. Head banging. <laughs> Yeah, dude, for sure. You're a metalhead too, right? Uh, I come from like punk, but I like punk, metal, yeah. and I like a lot of doom and like heavy, nice, heavy, heavy slow. I just a, a funny story kind of popped in my head. We were like so hungover. I forget where we were. We were outside Toronto in one of the smaller towns. I was so hungover. I don't even remember where we were. And we're like we're like top top like three hangovers playing a show the next day. And our manager calls us and is like, oh, all these big people and so-and-so are going to be at the show. You guys got to like play really good. And we're like, oh, God. Like, we're like, we all want to die. Yeah, well, and, we'll uh, our best. And we're like, well, and, and then like right before we play this, like older, like older people came <coughs> and sat down like right in the front. And we're like, okay, those are the people. They're here. So it's like, guess we got headbanging and just like feeling my brain bounce around in my skull and I was like oh my god this is so painful and it's like got it on the <laughs> show and then it turns out that the people in the front that we thought were these like big shot people that came to watch us weren't the big shot people that came to watch us and the big shot people didn't even show up oh so we, my like, god had to rock out all that hard and like push through all that pain for for nothing <laughs> yeah but somebody influenced you to do your best right <laughs> yeah <laughs> That was a dangerous overdrive. It probably wasn't our best because we like thought that that's what we had to do. But you were punk, so you didn't really give a shit. Yeah, that's what punks do, right? Like, uh, unlike uh, Rage Against the Machine nowadays. Um, what do you? Did you hear any noise the past uh, few days? I've heard from a source that there's a deep underground military base battle going on in Calgary. <laughs> No, I haven't heard anything like that. I've I've just I've been more on the spiritual mission to fight in the spiritual wars in spirit land. So tell me maybe what I'm, maybe I'm fighting that those things. Don't even know. <laughs> maybe, dude. Like yeah. what are your thoughts on these dumbs, man? Like uh Oh I, well, saw, like, I, I think saw there's underground of... shit everywhere. Like there has to be. There's no oh, yeah. reason. For sure. Even in like the GTA where I'm at, the great greater Toronto area, if there's a there's a huge dumb here. Or like in the market in Ottawa, it's like every like third place you're at, they're like, oh, there's tunnels under here that go that go to this place. There's tunnels under here that go to the parliament and like all this. So it's like the tunnels have to have existed forever. Like there's even theories that like the subways were were already there, you know? Right. It goes deep. This goes deep, like the which makes sense too, because like, dude, like ever since I was a child, there was a subway system in Toronto, and it's like it always blew my fucking mind. Like, how did they excavate all this shit and do all that stuff? You know. <laughs> but I saw a, a post by this guy named Doctor Claw on Instagram. And he said there's a massive fucking uh, deep underground military base battle going on in Calgary right now. <clears throat> and people people heard what sounded like fireworks, but it was way louder than fireworks. 
and they couldn't see any fireworks. But they heard it and they felt it. And a bunch of people on Twitter were posting, did you guys hear the fireworks? But where the fuck are they? Right? So who knows, man? It's it's wild. And I heard there's like uh, dog men and shit under there and like creatures that do not are not are not supposed to exist down there. Have you heard about that? No, I was just trying to think of unidentified fireworks, UFWs. Yeah, so <laughs> Dr. Claw is the guy's name on Instagram. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now so that I can um, tell you exactly what he was saying. Um, is, is it gonna go to par- like what would it lead to? It sounds mysterious, sounds paranormal almost, sounds spooky, you know. It does, it does. Oh my god. I have two phones now, so I can actually look up stuff. <clears throat> okay, here it is. So he's got this map of um, Dr. Underscore Claw 85, <clears throat> if anybody wants to follow him and look at this shit. So he says in the caption, the Battle of Calgary, uh, March 21st, 2023, the reality. Calgary dumb, deep, under, deep underground military base, is now neutralized and under alliance control. Godspeed subterranean troops. Hashtag brother bear diplomacy. I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, but then when you slide over, it's got these maps of Calgary, Edmonton, Montana, all that shit. And an uh, vi- actual video post of the sounds. And here's the sounds. And there's no fireworks to be seen anywhere. It's just the fucking ground shaking. (laughs) It's crazy. It's wild. And then the next post is, hey, Calgary, I just heard ongoing fireworks noise for 15 minutes. Really loud and not the usual popping with breaks. Twitter says it's the launch of Stampede. But I live in uh, the northeast, eight kilometers from the Stampede grounds. There's no fucking way. My cats nearly had heart attacks. Any info? And then somebody says, uh, oh, the annual spring fireworks, Calgary to celebrate the negative nine degrees Celsius wind chill, better known to the locals as, quote unquote, I, uh, someone breaking into my shed. What the fuck is that noise? Oh, fireworks. Why are there fireworks right now? And there's a bunch of Twitter foes. Do I hear fireworks in Calgary? What the fuck? Why are there fireworks just south of downtown? What's with all the fireworks? So it's pretty wild, dude. I don't know what to think of it because I don't live in the area, so who knows? I live, like, north near Edmonton. And come to think of it, the ground did seem a little rumbly. (laughs) Really? (laughs) For, like, a minute, yeah. 
but I, th- I thought I was just meditating too hard, to be honest. <laughs> You're vibrating too high. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit, what have I done? Did you yeah, astral project? <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I've done that many times. Um, I have a friend down uh, that was that used to work with me here in Toronto. Uh, near Toronto who moved to Calgary and I asked him that question. I said, did you feel or hear anything lately like fireworks? And I sent him the post that I was just uh, talking about. And he was like, funny that you say that because I didn't hear it, but I had a lot of friends message me asking me if I did. So it's a thing, but who knows what it was. Could be the deep underground military base uh, battle. It's dumb, dumb fireworks. Yeah, dumb fireworks. (laughs) And funnily enough, they just banned fireworks where I live last year. Oh, crazy. What, they banned fireworks? Yeah, for like, um, for any holiday, they banned fireworks. (laughs) What? Yeah. Interesting. I, I have a pack. I have I have fireworks. <laughs> I love fireworks, dude. And it's funny because this Indian guy uh, got charged for recently, like I think it was like last week, I saw this news article with this Indian, older Indian guy. He's like 50-something. And he was shooting fireworks at a police station. <laughs> I guess it was in retaliation for the fireworks ban. In uh, in high school, we were playing around with Roman candles, and someone reported a gunfight, and we were like oh, in a in a Tim Hortons, and there was like <laughs> probably like twelve of us, and we're in a Tim Hortons, just just being teenagers, and uh, we we're like, man, there's a lot of cop cars around here, and uh, like a lot. We're like, it was like borderline SWAT team kind of kind of thing because it was like they report it was reported as a gunfight so like uh we're like man there's like a lot of cops like a lot of cops like this is something's going down and they like come in the tim horns and they're like does anyone here drive a toyota tercel <laughs> like this shitty little like teenager car right and we like all burst out laughing we're like what's going on and it like felt like it was like they were like like had the friggin' like bulletproof vests on and stuff. Like it was pretty funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> we're like, yo, fucking we had this, like, a, comes yeah. the, the fucking Roman candle fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. So what else you got going on, man? Uh, okay, so what we what were you doing with your uh your tech fast my what your tech fast what were you doing when you were like off the internet and what exactly you were saying you were receiving downloads what's that all yeah about? i was just like meditating just like went deep went very deep and i just realized how deep you can go like any any kind of like paranormal or anything gnarly that i've like been through it's always like okay if you go looking for it you can find it so i don't know i just was like going deep i just had that opportunity to kind of like turn off the wi-fi and meditate and just like see see how deep we can go like see how far i can astral project and just like really tap into that 
like I felt like it was like earth grid and I was like doing some grid work, you know? Like How far did you go astrally? Like we like we live on a turtle. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> kind of thing. It's like just like tapping into the grid. It's like the ley lines, you know, and the turtle it's like a metaphor for like it's like the hexagons is what a, a turtle shell has on it. So it's also just like a metaphor and that's like the ley lines. Kind of so like when we like, play uh, like a, a, a turn-based strategy game and you have the, hexag- the hexagonal yeah, map, right? Exactly. Exactly. And um, so we can just t- we can, like just figuring that out and like figuring out how to like vibe with the ley lines. Like if you live in a big city, you can like shoot vibes into the air, like literally just shoot rainbows into the air. And it like improves like the health of the earth and like helps with like everything. It's like the earth grid stuff, right? So just like tapping into that a lot, tapping into those streamlines. Like any major city was was like built on something that was already here. So right. like the ley lines and all this were already established. So like especially if there's like government buildings and if you're like near a government building or anything like that, or just like aim in that direction in your city, guarantee you it's on a ley line. And it's like that's what this is. It's like little grid games going on or something because they tried to take over each each fucking yeah uh um important area yeah so like when the trucker rally was going on that that like grid line like the canada grid line which is like the yellowhead trail essentially would have just been going off like crazy because everyone is there like messing messing with that like in ottawa right so right so yeah just tapping into the grid you know you just got to vibe out Pretend you're on a turtle and, you know, give it some love. <laughs> Pretend you're in a, in a fucking video game. Yeah. It's That's like all you got to do. It. It's really? everything. It's like, like all you got to do is close your eyes and like shoot out love. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Shoot, shoot a load of love on uh, the earth. The earth needs more earth critters <laughs> right now. So, yeah. That Sorry. No, I'm just saying that's even with like the like a, the social media and stuff is like if you, if I can impact a lot of people on the internet one day or something that's like like when you're connecting if I'm connecting with people in Australia I'm like helping the grid over in Australia if I'm like up in their vibes or anything like that. So, yeah. But well, I was doing that without the internet. That was the cool thing. Yeah, that's what we do as podcasters, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like. We're just putting in a form, putting our love into a form that's more tangible for people to grasp onto. That's all. Very much so. Like I, I, I'm not the biggest guy out there, you know, but, and I don't really aspire to be, but if it comes, it comes right. Come what may. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of on a bit of a glow up, so I'm I'm gonna see how it plays out. <laughs> yeah, sure. How many like how many episodes do you have out now? I don't know, and I might need to like do a little reset. I was I was thinking about that. So oh, I'm, like I'm, I'm, uh, renew your brand or something like that. Something like that. We'll see. It's like it can get pretty lucid with like you can you can talk about anything or like and all that. And I really like doing solo episodes or like mixing those in a bunch, and that's just like a whole different element so so yeah yeah 
because like you can talk to people that's like it's already just kind of go the way the way it's going to go but when you're like by yourself it could you can take it any direction so figuring out what that element is right now for sure yeah i was trying to figure that out myself like because one of my favorite uh solo solo podcasters is uh provo kid from utah provo utah yeah and uh man i just really enjoy listening to him speak by himself you know and he's so free-flowing and he never has like a gap in his communication with himself and i want to get on that level too you know um like i don't talk to myself too often you know I'm kind of like when I'm alone, I just kind of zone out and I don't really have an inner dialogue too much, but I need to tap into that more, I think. Yeah, I think it's like just clicked for me. Like I'd say in like the past week, I think right before I took my little social media fast or the internet fast, whatever, I think I like really clicked in and I was like, okay, I got to this point. Now I can just like take a break, take a breather and come back at it. So I'm like pretty excited. Like, this is, like, even just doing this is kind of, like, the kickoff of me, like, getting this new cycle going. Had to wait for the astrological changes, get a little bit better alignments, you know, that stuff. All sure, yeah. Gives you that extra little boost. I think you're, I think you're actually uh, inspiring me right now to do an experimental one-off episode and see where that goes. Just me going solo. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I think I could do it. Honestly, I, I never thought I could before, but I think I could really do it. Like seriously. There you go. And I'm usually like, the, I'm usually the bringer of new beginnings. There you I'm go. Like, yeah. A harbinger, man. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, and I think all of us inspire each other in some way, shape, or form. Right? Like you can take inspiration from everything. And apply it to whatever it is that you do, even musically. Like I, <clears throat> when I play guitar, I'm just like, it. Something just comes to me, and then I'll realize later, oh shit, that was from this one fucking thought that I had, you know. <clears throat> so it's everything's everything is tangible. When you speak it, it comes into existence. That's abracadabra, right? Abracadabra. What I speak comes to manifestation that's what that that word means so whatever you speak will manifest its way into somebody's life in some way shape or form like look at all these like huge bands and everything they just they do what they do and then you pick up on it you receive it and then you output it's like all input output right yeah everything's inspiration like you read a book you can write a song about it you can write a song about one line in a book. It goes that fucking deep. Yeah, I used to write a lot of riffs or come up with a lot of riffs. If like there was a movie on, you really tap into the feeling of it or whatever. You just kind of have your guitar in your hands at all times, like in Metalocalypse. There's like always the one guy always has the guitar, like that oh, kind yeah. of thing, like not plugged in or anything, just kind of like there, whatever. Uh, yeah, just tapping into that. Just tap into, just tap into the ether. But and when then, I, I post a lot of these memes that don't make sense, but kind of make sense, but but don't. But I still will explain where it's like turtle mentality, bunny reality. So the turtle mentality is like like think long term, 
but then like the and to me that's like the grid you're like thinking okay this is for the betterment of the planet of for the world for existence and everything for my own life and all that would be like the turtle mentality and you know it's going to take time it's like trust and faith all that stuff uh and then the bunny the bunny represents the magic so the, and it's like abundance a bun dance like oh the, shit. the rabbit is the magic so it's like okay i just tapped into the turtle next up is the is the bunny and it's year of the rabbit so let's go so that's the next thing gotta gotta that's cool i like that this 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 bunny mentality the magic make the magic happen dancing bunnies will make (laughs) abundance the dancing bunnies makes abundance <laughs> don't don't take that from me. I haven't tapped into this abundance yet. So. Right. I'll say triple nuts about abundance all the time, right? Yeah. Other than like random uh social media hacks that get me get me random followers or whatever that sure, yeah. And then they unfollow you uh when you post something yeah. out. Yeah, it's as like, long as you don't post, as long as I don't post, I'm good. But yeah. It's all give and take, man. Like, seriously, it's like, I've said it so many times, we're just a fucking ripple in the fucking vast ocean of consciousness, right? So, like, hop on board if you want, but if you don't like something, then you can hop off, too. Like, it's it doesn't bother me any. Yeah, just do exactly. the bunny do the bunny dance, and you'll figure it out yourself. I, I hate, and I hate, because I get caught up in it, too, but it's like, Oh yeah, I can just like unfollow this person for a bit, <laughs> and like, but it's, it doesn't need to be a harsh thing. It's not like whatever. But sometimes if people are just rubbing you the wrong way or not aligning. You might just have to like bail on them for a bit. For sure, yeah. it's funny too because like I see like I get like ten unfollows one day, and I'm like, that's funny because I don't really unfollow anybody. I just kind of, I see something that I like and I follow them and then I don't unfollow anybody because they might post something that I do like. I don't like everything that they, that they do, but uh, I might like something else in the future. I just kind of find it. I find it really funny that way. Like I don't unfollow people because I just fucking said it, you know, like I just said it. I don't like that post, so I'm not going to like it, but I'm not going to unfollow you because of that post. I think my unfollow to follow ratio is I probably follow a thousand people to the like amount of people I would unfollow. Yeah, that's about me too. Or it's just like, yeah, just, I don't need you there for a bit. You, you've served your time. We grow, we change. Yeah, we we flow in and out, and there's something beautiful about that. So, for sure, I've had I've had this, <laughs> I've had this one girl one time, and I, I, I had a bit of a crush on her, right? Um, and then I posted something about BLM. This is like three years ago or something, right? And she said something to me like, "I posted uh, something about George Floyd." And I said think about it in two different ways, right? Like this could be a psychological operation, which we call PSYOP, or it could be what you see. Now, take those two thoughts and come up with your own 
interpretation of what's going on. And she fucking attacked me on Instagram and said, that's what a white person would say. And I'm like, well, first off, I am white. (laughs) I am white. And second, just look at the other perspective. She's like, no, that's what a white person would say. I'm unfollowing you. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You can't look at two perspectives. You just see what's in front of you. Right? I want people to follow me that can have multiple perspectives on different events. I want people to critically think for themselves and not buy into an echo chamber of either left, right, or middle. I want it all open for your interpretation. Is that so difficult, dude? No, I, I'm on that big time. I think I even challenge my own perspective and beliefs. And then I sure. post things that like do that. And then people think that I'm like taking a stance. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I don't really take a stance. I'm, I mostly float. Like <laughs> That's exactly it, dude. And people think because like even my coworkers think that I have a stance on something. And I'm like, no, dude, I don't have one particular stance. Like, for example... Let's bring up the flat earth, right? I don't necessarily think that the earth is flat and I don't necessarily think that the earth is round. That's why but, I'm on team turtle. Just come up with team <laughs> There you turtle. go. Right. Team yeah. turtle, man. Yeah. That should be, that should be the fucking episode title. Team turtle with TJ day. Seriously, but that's where we're coming together right now. You and I right now is that fucking middle ground and saying, look, you don't have to be left. You don't have to be right. You could be in the middle and think for yourself and make it your own reality. But, but, however, the media and scientists will tell you what you should be thinking. And if you can break free from that, then I think you're in a better fucking position on what reality really is. Yeah. It's each it's our own, own reality our own experience. That's what it's like. It's your own fucking reality, dude. It's not what they tell you. Reality is. And like we can only perceive like even the earth as the perfect example. So we can only perceive it. We can be told certain things or whatever, but then it's like you form like an opinion or a belief on it, but it's, it's all just comes down to your own experience and perspective. And that's like that to me just goes with most things. Yeah. And that, Oh, that, that goes back as well to being a fractal of God where we are all inhabited by God. We are incarnated through God we are all part of God and God is experiencing uh, different things through us, through his creation, right? His or her creation, however you want to say it, but we are all a part of God and God is a part of us. And the reality that we perceive is also God's reality because God sees everything. 
Yeah, I'm pretty good at just like taking a step back and perceiving, letting it just like see it for what it is. I don't know. I've been like, I've been tripping balls on mushrooms at a bowling alley. I've seen what reality is. I've seen the, grid <laughs> the I've seen the cube. I've seen the matrix. I've seen it all. <laughs> you saw the code. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm it's pretty funny. sure I was like bowling like crazy good too. I was like really dialed in, and I was and I, it was funny because that day I was curling. It was quite the day. I I curled, so I was already in this like motion, already in this like throwing things down a, a thin lane like all day. It was a pretty ridiculous day, <laughs> and I like figured out like well, no, I didn't figure out life, but I figured out like how it were like how the matrix works and forms itself. Right. <laughs> how to tap into your own body in order to succeed at the game that you're playing. Yeah. But then right? I always wonder like about the game aspect of it. And is it just about play? How can I, how can I make it more just about play than, than the game? Right. But I, again, it's like more, I just ponder is that an approach rather than playing the game? Sure. Because I don't think playing the game is really about winning. It's just the experience. Exactly. It's like virtual reality. Right? Yeah. It's like sometimes like when I play Call of Duty and I'm tapped in to just being there playing online with my friends and I'm still getting my ass kicked, I could still laugh. But sometimes when I'm not tapped in, I get mad. Right? So you kind of got to tap in and say, it's just a fucking game, dude. You know, that's why I've never been a very competitive guy throughout my entire life. Because I just thought it was, whole, I thought the whole competitive nature of sport and games was a little bit on the retarded side. I'm unfortunately really competitive, but I'm also really fun. <laughs> so like, it's still all about fun. Yeah, oh, that, that's definitely what it is. I always but, over, overrode my competition. For uh-huh. sure. For I sure. Of, I played a lot of sports and it was like, it was more about just like, oh, this looks fun. I'll do this. Yeah. And not about beating some rival or whatever. And I don't know right? if it was like, like I, I, I always kind of was like captain or assistant captain, know how to like have the vibe or like do good in those kind of team situations and come to think of it every team i've played on was always the loudest team like and and like from the bench or from the sidelines we looked like if like we were on family feud or something like didn't matter what we did like good pass good pass good shot good shot like <laughs> just super positive and loud yeah for sure that's that's what's all about <clears throat> encouraging your fucking teammates yeah. to and, do and the like best other teams like hated it because it's like no other no other like teams are really mm-hmm. like that they're like trying to take it serious and we're just like good didn't matter like just positive thing like my basketball team is called team plur shout out like peace love unity respect it was like nice dudes kind of you know so we were just like on the vibe we like we played basketball for the vibes you know <laughs> that's cool man <laughs> And that's what it should be about. Like, it shouldn't be about, like, disrespecting anybody. Sometimes I do it, but it's – I'm not proud of it, of calling out people for being a fucking asshole or whatever. But, um, you know, like, it's all about the positive vibes. And sometimes you can't 
get on that level because you're so uh, inhibited by your own competitive nature, right? But um, at the same time, it should be about encouraging others to do the best that they can. Even the podcasting community, it's like, I wish that your podcast would take off and be great, you know? And I encourage other people to do that as well. I don't think it should be about competition. It should be about fun first, like you said. And like, if if it like does happen or get bigger or whatever, it's like, these are all the homies. Check out this or whatever. It's exactly. Like, everyone with you. Everyone's yeah. coming with me. Shout like shout out to my third eye, uh, ghost. Shout out to Dangerous World podcast. Shout out to Great Deception podcast. Shout out to Contemporary Problems podcast. Shout out to Deplorable Janet. Shout out to fucking everybody in this game, dude. Sam Tripoli, even though he's like way on top, he's fucking awesome. Like, I don't care what people have done. I don't care what mistakes they've made. I just wish everybody the best, and that's how it should be. Yeah, there, there's sauce everywhere. There's there's sauce out there. For sure. But, but we shouldn't hold it against them. No. People make mistakes, man. I was thinking about that, the game, though, too. It's like there's so much out there to take us off our game. And so that's why it's like so important to be encouraging. Like, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like even ourselves, like it's such a mental thing. Like even like now it's on like the basketball analogy. So it's like I'm a, I'm a shooter, but it's like uh, it's like, oh, what, what's like the mentality of a shot? It's like it's like 10% skill, like 50% mental and like 50% swagger. And I know that doesn't add up to 100, but that's like basically yeah. it. it's like belief in yourself, belief it's going to go in and then like having that just like that mind power of that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i will bring that back to the bible (laughs) because i always bring shit back to the bible dude uh even though i'm not i don't necessarily consider myself a christian i do consider myself a, a christ follower but uh the word sin itself means to miss the mark right so if you're not doing your best, then you're missing the mark. It doesn't mean you're going to go to hell. It just means you missed and you got to pick it up and fucking shoot for the target again. Oh, yeah. Shooters keep shooting. I'll miss seven in a row and I'm, I'm shooting that eighth one every time. See? Yeah. That's what, that's what it's about. Like, I see so many fucking Christians on my Instagram and I don't unfollow them because I love to see their perspective still, right? Uh, but it's religious, the whole religiosity thing about like, you know, you're going to hell because you, uh, do this or do that or do this or do that. And you didn't do this. You didn't do this. So you're going to hell, right? The, The whole fucking hell thing. Yeah. They talk about it in the Bible, but they don't call it hell. They call it Sheol. They call it the, you know, the under the earth. Could be under the flat earth, could be under the turtle. Uh, but if you don't ascend, then you're going to be stuck somewhere either in the middle or the bottom, but not necessarily burning an eternal hellfire. I would rather burn an eternal hellfire than be 
somewhere where it's really fucking cold all the time. And I think they flip-flopped hell for being eternal fire. Hell is cold. Eternal cold. Hell is winter. Hell is cold. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. You can burn. You can burn in the cold. It's like the cold burns. Yep. Frostbite. All that. That burns. Freezer burns. Isn't that what they're called? Isn't that a thing? Freezer burn, yeah. You leave something in the freezer for too long, you can't fucking eat it. It's encased in ice. And it's eternally... What's that? And you don't know. You have to like thaw it, and then it like oh, has, and then you so smell cold. it. You're like, oh, I just uh, waited like five hours to find out that I can't eat this. That's so gross, dude. <laughs> but I think hell is opposite what they say. I think it's, oh it's, yeah, I think it's eternal freeze freezing. It's winter. Yeah. It's darkness. It's nighttime. Just like it's the it's the the opposite. <laughs> but like, what do you know where the the uh, the first um, concept came about to be uh, about eternal hellfire through like the church. It's got to be Catholicism, right? Probably. I don't. I don't. I'm more of a referencer than a knowledgeable one of the Bible. Well, I oh. can say the same thing about myself. Yeah. But I've, I've definitely like read it so many times like three or four times front to back oh dang i'm not there it's like piece by piece but it's i think it's just like the what i know and the, and the mythos and all that and and like the numerology and all that it's like pretty intense when i read it so i take it like piece by piece and and see what fits when let it like be this very organic journey right and i've never, never really like sat down and grinded it out other than like few chapters or like that kind of thing or or if i was on like a mystery hunt like for me it's a mystery hunt kind of so like an easter egg hunt there we go <laughs> the egg the egg is like been pondering the egg quite a bit it's very interesting well the egg is fertility right and then the egg is uh the whole easter egg hunt for easter is dude this is another rabbit hole but it's it has to do with uh ishtar in the bible and uh yeah so much shit dude to like really track it down historically and everything it's like you'll never fucking make it so you gotta really kind of take a dive and then pull your head up out of the water and be like okay i'm good now and that's what it comes down to with every conspiracy theory you have to come out of the rabbit hole that's like the such an important part that but you you also have to go into it. Yeah, but you have to you have to get out. It's more. like it's like Jesus in the cave for three days or whatever, and then comes out, right? Yeah. So when I listened to that Billy Carson episode about the Emerald Tablets, he was saying that what I just said, like you have to like really uh, do the do the work to be able to look into the things of the world and it's quote unquote conspiracies, but then you have to get your head out of it and then go back into the world again. And Jesus said also that we are in the world, but we're not of it. We're not from here, you know? 
And that's what it is. That's what it means to deep, to dive into the rabbit hole and come back out. It's like, we came from somewhere else. We, to look into what's going on here. And now we're like, okay, now I get it. Maybe we're the fucking aliens. Yeah. I think people are going to start looking more alien and like the, yeah, people are, you're going to be, people are going to be able to see the demons a bit more. I can already see the demons, I swear. And the vampires and all this, people are going to start to see all that, but it's also like, I don't know. Maybe they're not as scary. Maybe it's like a perception thing and they're not actually as scary. It's like, it's like this trick, you know? Well, I always I always talk about horror movies. Like I love horror movies and shit. Like I have since I was really, really young, like five years old, four or five years old. And I tell people all the time, or I ask people, Oh, do you like horror movies? And like, no, I'm so scared of them. I'm like, why are you scared of them? They're just it's just a fucking movie. Like, and what I think horror movies are there to really just look at the evil and overcome it, you know, like it's like an exorcism, like a self-exorcism if you watch a horror movie because if you're scared of a horror movie, maybe you should watch more of them so that you're not so scared of them. So that when you really do see a demon, you're not going to be so scared of them. Yeah, I don't like watch a lot of stuff, but like I like spooky stuff. I'm more of like read a book in a cemetery. Mm. <laughs> kind of, kind of, Kind of vibe. So I'm like down with the spooky stuff, but I'm down with like living the horror movie a bit more than <laughs> yeah, than just watching it. That's cool, man. I I remember one time, me and my buddies, me and my buddy and a couple other people. We he picked me up, and there was a couple other people in the car, and we drove through this country area, and we saw we went to this cemetery. And I swear to God, dude, it looked just like a fucking horror movie. It was like rolling fog on the ground. And there was a gate. And we didn't go into it because it was locked up, right? But it looked... I was like, dude, if I go in there right now, we're going to be attacked by zombies. (laughs) It was so fucking scary. But at the same time, I loved it. Because I was like, wow, this is amazing. It looks just like a horror movie. Like the rolling fog coming through over the graves, like through the gravestones and everything. It was like rolling hills. Oh, so cool. If I was with you, I'd probably already have my headlamp on me. I'd be like, all right. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Let's do this. How do I become a ghost hunter? (laughs) Yeah. Like what do you what do you think about like witchcraft and all that stuff? Like like incantations and all that stuff. Do you think like we should be messing around with magic? Yeah, you can use it for good, but I think it's like a it's a tricky thing. It's it it comes with like a lot of respect, and I think a lot of people don't understand that, and then like they play with it when it's something not to be played with and like taken very seriously, and you can get yourself in trouble. And I've speak from experience on that, and and just like or people think like oh Ouija boards or whatever, it's like you don't really realize what you're doing. Yeah, you're bringing in dark energies and like the like demon stuff's like pretty real like you can get possessed you can get like energies enter you and and hang out there and stay there and like so it's like it's very real out there so like if you're got to be careful with that as well dude i went to the fucking the mall today because i had to pick up my new phone i got my package and i went upstairs i went to eb games to see if i could find something that i wanted to buy but i didn't 
But on my way to EB Games or GameStop, um, I saw this guy in the food court. He was lighter skinned black guy. He had a red backpack on. And I saw him stop in the middle of where he was walking. And he closed his eyes. And he was doing this fucking gesture with his hands. And my immediate thought was like, holy shit, are these kids knowing how to cast spells now? (laughs) My initial thought was to stop and like, try to like, stop him from casting a spell. (laughs) But it just, it blew my mind because I've never seen anything like that. He just stopped in the middle of where he was walking. He was like, closed his eyes and he was doing his hand gesture. And I'm like, it wasn't like a regular hand gesture, like counting from one, two, three, four, five on his hands. He was doing this weird, like waving his hand and like, I don't know what he was doing, but it actually looked like he was casting a spell. And I was like, holy shit. And then I, I, I kind of put it out of my mind. I started walking and then he started walking quicker and then he ran by me. He actually ran by me through the mall. I was like, what the fuck was that, dude? What would you think if you saw that? People are starting to realize they have superpowers. Holy shit. That's what's going to be happening. (laughs) (sighs) And it's like a consciousness thing. So it'll be like exponential, right? Like the upgrade will like happen. I think like the more people catch on to whatever or like like because like i think you know it's like the hundredth monkey or whatever but like oh it'll get like very uh exponential people yeah. will be like whoa i have superpowers and yeah be, like, be a lot of uh, crazy shit happening with people in general and not just the world but people in general <sighs> i love it i absolutely love it sounds fun TJ, do you want to plug anything? Because I'm going to wrap it up here. No, just I got I got my stuff. Uh, contemporary problems underscore. You'll find me. I make a lot of memes and get a little edgy. And yeah, I'm doing a little start me up again on my uh, podcast, getting that going again. So yeah, see, I've been trying to get. I've been trying to have. Uh, I think I canceled like three or four episodes this month because. Um, this anchor app was having issues with inviting friends. Every time I'd invite somebody to the podcast and click invite the app would crash. <clears throat> and that's, that's why I was going to do with Skype, do uh, this episode uh, with you on Skype. But uh, I realized that they fixed the app now. So I'm back in my old school way of operating the show. Uh, so everything's good now. But yeah, um, yeah, dude. I'll put I'll, I'll put your links in the show notes and everything. And uh, yeah, it is what it is. And thanks for coming out, dude. Uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cool, man. Maybe I'll make a guest appearance on your show sometime. There we go. Yeah, get it going. <laughs> That's what it's all about, man. Fucking, it's all about collaborating and growing our own brand and uh, loving humanity and yeah, 
Love you, Add, man. Adding on. and multiplying instead of subtracting and exactly, dividing. exactly. That's what it's it. That's what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, man. Thank you. Thank you for coming out, and uh, see you next time. Cheers. Thank you for once again listening to the Red Bill Cartel. This is Nigel the Good speaking, and we really hope you enjoyed that episode with TJ. You really need to go and check out his episodes on his own podcast, Contemporary Problems. Isn't that right, Davey? Indeed, Nigel. Uh, He's a great guy. Uh, He was following me for a long time now. We were following each other for a long time when he was jumping into my live streams. Back when I did that, uh, like a year ago, maybe longer. But uh, yeah, thanks, TJ, for coming on. We really thank you. Yes, uh, TJ, we love you very much, and uh, we hope that uh, your podcast picks up, and uh, Godspeed, God be with you, you know? Anyway, going to make this message very short. For those of you who did not yet put a star in the Spotify, please do so. And also on Apple Podcasts, please give a star review and a little blurb about what you think of the show. And also on Spotify, if you're listening on Spotify, you can put a uh, comment in uh, if you swipe up on your on your episode uh, screen. You can leave a uh, little bit of a blurb or a question or your thoughts of what you think of the episode. And thank you so much, Cartel. We will see you next time. And this is Nigel saying... <laughs>